I was there numerous times for a 10-hour debate on getting Mrs. Jones' cat out of the tree. After 10 hours and thousands of pieces of paper going around, at the end of 10 hours, we all agreed to go get Mrs. Jones' cat out of the tree. It's so true. That is uh, Premier Doug Ford talking about why Toronto City Council is so dysfunctional. Good to have you here on this Monday. It is 8.03. But imagine that. All of a sudden, municipal politics is interesting. Never mind, provincial politics has now turned into kind of like the, the WWE. I mean, the hysteria off the charts. I've never seen question period so salty ever. Like the language used today, it's not allowed. But nonetheless, you had the leader of the opposition, also known as Mean Girl, uh, calling the premier a dictator. Interfering in the middle of local elections to steal power away from the voters is not an act. I don't need any help. Thank you. I have to ask the member to withdraw. What? Why? Withdraw. In the middle of local elections, to take power away from the voters is not an act of leadership, Speaker. It is an abuse of power. Taking revenge on political opponents does not show strength. It is a deeply chilling sign of weakness and insecurity. And hiding one's secret plans during an entire election campaign does not show respect for voters. It demonstrates utter contempt for the people of Ontario. Why is this Premier acting like a dictator? Youch. Now, Ms. Horvath knows she can't say stuff like that. She got into trouble several times during question period. By the way, don't they like dictators in the NDP party? I thought those guys were all the rage. <laughs> Just saying. But nonetheless, I mean, she's not holding back. In fact, she actually at one point made fun of Doug Ford calling him a loser. Thank you, Speaker. The uh, question's uh, to the Premier who just indicated that this really is all about him. Uh, Let's not forget, this Premier could not get elected as Mayor of Toronto. He was soundly defeated by the people. You you lost three elections. Not to mince words, Ms. Horvath, but you lost three elections. Anywho, uh, well, look, it it was ugly. And um, it's all because Ford is slashing city council in half. And believe me, if you've ever had to cover city council... It is like Guantanamo Bay times 10. It's torturous. Um, They got far too many cooks in the kitchen. And moan and groan as they did, they could not stop the Ontario PCs from tabling their legislation, which will pass. And um, while there are screams that this is undemocratic, that's simply not true. I mean, you can question the timing, fair enough. But the province has always had the power, forever and ever and ever. It's in the Constitution. They control the city of Toronto. They could get rid of the whole thing. They won't, but they could. But there are a lot of people making a lot of noise. And I'm going to put money on the fact that 99% of you out there don't care. I've actually, yeah, I'd put a dollar on that. But nonetheless, this is politicians worrying about politicians. That's what they do. So let's bring in a politician who actually is in favor of this to explain exactly what are they doing wrong and why are they doing it now? Councillor Councillor Justice DeChano joins me now. City Council has all of a sudden become entertaining, which, uh, you know, is, is unique. But thankfully, it's become interesting finally. But 
there's a bigger story at play here um, with a lot of people saying that democracy is under attack, which you say what? I say absolute rubbish. Uh, democracy was under attack when we continue to add politicians to the political establishment, thinking that more politicians is going to solve our everyday problems. Uh, it's the exact opposite, actually. We should city council should never have been involved in the ward boundary uh, review. It should have been an independent process, like it is at the federal level, like it is at the provincial level, and it would have shown that this process was to bring voter parity to all voters in Toronto, so all wards the same amount of people. It didn't. It made matters worse. Um, the Supreme Court says that you need voter parity. So it's actually what, what the Premier Ford has done is he's upheld the democracy. He's upheld a Supreme Court ruling saying that people are entitled to voter parity. And by doing what he did, almost one million additional Torontonians come election time in a few months will have voter parity. Their vote will be weighed the same as everybody else. That's exactly what this process was about. He fixed the problem. Okay, so there will be much criticism of why now? Why couldn't he have just waited till after the election? Because the Supreme Court of Canada says that voter parity is the law of the land. So he came out and, and fixed it right now. Now, this notion that he did it in the middle of an election, give me a break. People are still on summer holidays. Who's Sorry, <laughs> other than you and I, who's thinking of going to the polls right now? We, we haven't had our summer holidays yet. Kids haven't gone back to school yet. Uh, Thanksgiving isn't here yet. I mean, the, the election is October the 22nd. It's, we're not in the middle of an election. Uh, the, uh, the Ontario elections uh, uh, chair will be working with the city clerk to make sure that everything happens seamlessly. It'll be done, and a voter parity will begin October 22nd. Was there no knowledge within council that, that when he was elected the premier that this was very much likely going to be a reality? I mean, did no one at city council think, okay, maybe this will come in? Well, uh, listen, I, I, I took the city to, to the OMB on this issue, um, so I was hoping something would happen. Um, but I think they kept it pretty close to their chest, and well, we essentially found out when everybody else did. But there shouldn't have been any surprise. It couldn't possibly be a surprise that a Premier Ford would move fairly quickly to undo the things that he didn't like, and he did not like a big city council in Toronto. That's right. Listen, it's, it's, people at city council are not surprised. They're just upset that they're going to lose their jobs. That's what they're fighting for. And I, and I, I really wish that the, that the narrative that came out in the, in the media was more of, well, you know, all these uh, issues about assault on democracy and, and stealing our powers, it's all coming from people who are going to lose their jobs. Well, right? it's, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, are, are you not worried about losing your job? There, there are a group of you of about 10 or 11 who are actually on the side of the premier. Are you not worried about right. not having a job? I, I did this process knowing that if you reduce it to half, I'm one of those people who would lose my job. Now, I'm doing that because I'm a, I'm a father in the city. I'm a resident. I'm a taxpayer. I'm doing this for the betterment of governance in the city of Toronto. That's why I led the fight all the way through to the Ontario Municipal Board. Whether I said I was going to serve eight years, if it's only four because Councillor Grimes is, is known more than me, I gladly step aside for a better Toronto. It's, it's, it's not a big deal. I, in, in all honesty, um, I don't shed a tear for any politician who loses their job. Um, right. You know, I just don't. If you're not doing your job, then you have to go. Someone comes in. I would have been actually happier if they'd gone further in saying, and we're also putting in term limits. Is that also something that is going to be pushed for, or, or have councillors been through enough at this point? <laughs> 
Well, look, um, you know, I, I always said I would only serve eight years, so I'm someone who believes in term limits. Now, I'll tell you this. If you're really good at the job, yep. um, you know, and, 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 and you're lost to this, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's an issue. If we're going to bring term limits in for, for counselors, we need to bring term limits in for bureaucrats. I'll be very honest with you because they slow play you. If they know that you're not going to be there in four years and you're trying to sure. fight for your constituents, that's my job. My job, although a lot of counselors at City Hall have a total opposite opinion. My job is to go there and fight for my constituents, not represent the bureaucracy like a lot of these folks do. So I'm, I'm fighting for you. Um, you know, that, that's how the process works. It's supposed to, yes, uh, but it does get awfully bogged down. And so for people outside of Toronto wondering what the big kerfuffle is, I mean, if you haven't been to a city council meeting in Toronto, it is worse than waterboarding and getting pliers to take your eyeballs out. It is excruciatingly painful to get anything done. And so is there a possibility, because there are a lot of other city councils uh, going through elections as well, that this could be an indicator that there's going to be some leaning out of all councils across Ontario? You know, that's a good question, and, and I think ultimately the answer is no, because uh, when you look at the City of Toronto, we have our own act, right? So we're full-time politicians, we have our own staff, all that kind of stuff. You go to the City of London, yeah. I mean, you're a part-time politician, and all the, all the, all the, all the councillors share the same uh, bureaucratic staff, so it's a totally different structure in all these municipalities around the country. I mean, to, to make a direct comparison is, is just, it's, it's wild. And then you've got, you know, in some cities, okay, you've got, th- you got uh four uh, uh, boundaries uh, at the provincial level or the federal level. What, are you going to have four councillors? You can't have a tie. So uh, it's, it's a little different, right? We're full-time councillors. We've got full-time staff. It's, it's the sixth largest government in the country. To make a comparison to, to you know, Belleville or, or even Ottawa for that, for that point, I, I just don't think it's a, it's a fair comparison. It's you also know, like, a much more partisan do? city council. I mean, some of the things that are debated at city council in Toronto have no business being debated. Seventy-five percent of the things we debate have no business. I mean, look at look at all the issues we bring to council through through board of health, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, we will will justify uh, any type of an argument to bring to council that's just not our purview. I mean, we people expect us as city councilors to uh, build transit. Uh, uh, deliver them clean water, make sure the hydro's running, just services. Now, all the social services that we spend billions on, that should be done provincially, that should be done federally. Uh, for us to be in all these types of different uh, businesses and services is, 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 is what's bogging us down. Okay, and so out of this, um, what do you expect to happen? Because the the mayor is pushing for a delay on this or some kind of referendum. I mean, this is provincial this is part of the Constitution. This is provincial law. There's no breaking of the rules here. So how is it going to be stalled, or can it be stalled? Yeah, remember when you talked about the theater? Yeah. This is all theater. Yeah. Not only does not only does the province have every right to do what they're doing. Don't forget, we're a creature of the province. Section three of the charter gives you and I the right to vote for the Canadian government and a provincial legislature. We don't have the right protected under the constitution to vote at the city level. We are completely their child. They can do whatever they want with us. That's never going to change. And are you hearing from your constituents? Are people upset about this? I'm getting I'm getting mixed reaction, but but right now I'm getting a lot of of emails in support of this, and of course I'm getting few that 
um, that are against it. But yet again, they're 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 emailing me with this narrative that it's an assault on democracy, mm-hmm. and because you know they hear it in the news that well it's an assault on democracy, so they follow the tagline and they call me up or they send me an email and says so how how is this an assault on democracy? The Supreme Court put this process in place to make sure your vote was weighed evenly to everybody else, and and Premier Ford made sure that a million more people are inside voter parity than not. So how is this an assault on democracy? I'm, I'm just you know it's a narrative that's being fed out there that's absolutely not true. Never let the facts get in the way of a good Yeah, never. Hysterical. That's right. Councillor, right. thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. That is Councillor Justin DeChan, Ward 5, Etobicoke Lakeshore. He is one of uh, about 10 uh, councillors who actually do support this. And I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.